we are talking today. We are diving deeper into who the Holy Spirit is, and some of you uh, may have been in church your whole life, and you are very familiar with the Holy Spirit, and some of you may have been in church your whole life and have no idea who the Spirit is uh, and what He does in our life. Uh, there's a passage of Scripture in Acts where uh, the, the apostles are walking into this town, and they meet some other disciples, uh, uh, and they asked these disciples, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And these disciples said something very very um, profound, something that you wouldn't think they would say, and that we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. We've never even heard of a Holy Spirit. And, and so these apostles lead them into the Holy Spirit and ex- explain the Holy Spirit to them. And I, I feel like we kind of need to get that fresh view of the Holy Spirit and what He does in our lives and how important He is into our lives. And on my Facebook feed, there was a, uh, you know, you have your memories that pop up. And, and last year, there was, a, there was a memory of a meme that popped up. I love memes. Uh, memes make me happy. And so uh, there was a meme that popped up and says, it said this, do, you, do I need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? And then under that, I had the caption says, bro, you need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart, right? And so we need the Holy Spirit in our life, and it's, it's so vital. If, if Jesus promised him to us, then why wouldn't we want him working in our lives? And so I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit and how he works in our lives, and how he guides us and leads us. Man, have you ever been on vacation, and it was just rough? Like, you didn't know where you were going, you didn't know how you were going to get there, and like you just didn't know what to expect. You planned it out, but as soon as you get on the road, things change in an instant. It's kind of like what's going on right now. Uh, you get on, you think, you think it's going to be this great vacation, but just things don't work out as planned, and you try to plan, you try to make sure that you're doing the right thing and going where you need to go, but you get lost, or, you know, the family's in an uproar, and so it's not enjoyable at all, and it just isn't what you expected it to be. But then there's those vacations where it's just everything lines up, and it's a, a wonderful time, and uh, a few years back, a good friend of ours took us to Disney World. He didn't take us. We went with him to Disney World. But we went to Disney World with him. And he knows all about Walt Disney World. Like, he knows the ins and outs. He knows the systems. He knows how to work things out. And so it was a step-by-step guide through Walt Disney World with him. It was the most awesome vacation we've ever been on. No pressure, nothing. I didn't have to think. I didn't have to decide anything. It was all laid out for us as a family. And it was the most wonderful vacation we've ever had as a family. And I can't wait for that to happen again. And it was just a wonderful time. Like, he knew how to work the fast passes. Like, he knew how to get us extra fast passes. He knew where the lines were going to be and what days these parks were going to be full. He knew the ins and outs, and he even gave us history lessons along the way. It was a fantastic, awesome vacation because we had a guide. We had someone that, when we landed at the airport, he gave us a video saying, this is where you're going to go. This is the terminal you need to go. This is how you get on the bus. It was a step-by-step guided process on our vacation. It took all the pressure off of the pressure that comes on vacation because you want your vacation to be good. You want it to be great. We had a guide. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we had someone like that in our whole life, like would tell us exactly where to go, exactly what to do, that they knew all of the, of the obstacles, all of the things that we don't see ahead of time. Someone that's been there before and that knows what's lying ahead. And the good news for us is we do have that. We have that through the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit has already gone ahead of us. Like he knows what's going to happen before we get there. And he is leading us into what God has for us. Do you, do you understand that nothing has ever occurred to God? Does that not blow your mind? Like when God didn't say, you know what just occurred to me? Like he knows everything. He knows all things. He can't learn anything because he's God. <laughs> he's the teacher. He knows all things. He's not surprised by what we're going through today. He's not surprised by your life. He's not surprised by this pandemic. He's not surprised that we're meeting in this church today. He's not surprised that you're in the seat today where you're, supposed, where you're at. In fact, he knew you were going to be here before you got here. And he planned it long ago. And he, he's guiding us into all truth. And Jesus tells us about the Holy Spirit. And, and John chapter 16, he talks to the disciples about the Holy Spirit and how he's here to guide us and that he's leading, that he's going ahead of us, that the Holy Spirit has intimate knowledge of the future. And he also has intimate knowledge of who God is because the Holy Spirit is in fact also God. And he leads us into all truth. And so if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to John chapter 16, uh, verse 12 is where we're going to pick this passage up. And so Jesus is telling the disciples, I'm going away. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. There's so much more I need to tell you here. He says this in verse 12. There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it right now. Like you're not going to fully understand it. You can't take what I'm about to give you. You can't handle the truth at this moment. And when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you, direct you, lead you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will even tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is Jesus saying this. This is why, this is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The Spirit is there to guide us, to direct us, to lead us into all truth. Now, I want to look at this, this little phrase here he says, where it says, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will lead you into all truth. Jesus uses this same wording here, this same phrase, guides. He uses that a couple of times in Scripture. And you see it in, in the New Testament where the gospel writers are talking about how Jesus was talking about the Pharisees of their time. He was telling the people, he's like, you're following these Pharisees, you're following these religious leaders, but they are blind guides. He uses the word blind guides, like they're leading you because they don't know where they're going. Right now, we live in a time where it just seems like we're following blind guides, like we don't know what we're doing. We're just wandering around in the dark trying to figure things out. And with, with COVID-19, that's what we feel like we're doing right now. Somebody say amen, man. That's what we feel like. We're, we're just trying to figure it out, and we're, trying to, we're, and we're following what people are saying. We're following what the, the, the professionals are saying. We're following what the government's asking us to do. We're just trying to do the right thing. We're trying to do the good thing. But it feels like we're just wandering around blind because we don't know all the truth. We don't know all the truth. And as smart as doctors are and as smart as kind of the government is, <laughs> we, they don't know all of the truth. They don't have all the facts. They don't know everything. They don't know all of the variables. And it's the same way in our life. We don't know all of the variables. We don't know all of the truth, but the Spirit of God, 
leads us into all truth. Not just partial truth, not just a little bit of truth, but all truth. All truth. And what is the truth that he leads us into? Well, number one, he leads us into the truth of Scripture. Have you ever been reading your Bible and a passage jumps out at you and just hits you straight in the heart? Have you ever been reading a passage or maybe a devotion and, and you're reading that and you're like, man, that just hit me where I live today. I needed to hear that. Or man, it changed your perspective on how you see the world. It changed you. It did something within you. That's the Holy Spirit. That's him leading you into that truth. And it's so hard for unbelievers to, to realize the truth of Scripture. It was hard for the disciples to realize Scripture. They didn't even understand what Jesus was talking about. The Pharisees and the religious leaders of the time didn't fully understand Scripture because they didn't understand the full context of it. They didn't know the full truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. They didn't know all of the variables. But the Holy Spirit knows all the variables. He was there when it was written. He actually led the people to write Scripture. And so the Holy Spirit helps us to understand Scripture. He also helps us to know the truth, the full truth about other people. Man, do you just sometimes need to know the truth about people? Have you ever been around people before and you feel like, I don't need to be around these people? Or there's a discernment about a situation and in that moment, sometimes you listen and sometimes you don't. A few years back, we, I hate talking about this because it's a sore subject, but we hired someone to uh, repair our fence and to fix a fence. And, and so we give them money, you know, to buy materials. And as soon as I handed them the check, man, and there's like a, there was a check in my spirit. There was a discernment. And it was like, are you going to listen to this? And I'm like, no, no, it's okay. I'm just going to go pray. And I didn't listen. I didn't listen to the spirits leading in that, telling me that that was danger. <laughs> danger, don't do this. This guy's not, not going to do your job. Weeks pass, week pass, never see the guy. Keep con, keeps giving me, you know, excuses and then dropped off the face of the earth and, you know, I'm out all this money because I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. I knew at that moment that the Holy Spirit was telling me, you, got, you better get that money back. You better not give him this check. But I didn't listen, and I regretted it. He will give us truth about other people, and it's up to us to listen to it. But the most, most important thing that he does in our lives is he gives us truth about ourselves. Because we as people, man, it is so easy for us to deceive ourselves. We can lie to ourselves better than anyone else. I can look in the mirror and make excuses for all of my faults and failures, and I can lie to myself, and I can tell myself that everything's good when it's not. But we also lie the other way, and we deceive ourselves thinking that things are worse off than they really are. We need the Holy Spirit to tell us who we are in God. We need the Holy Spirit to discern truth in our life. And that is his role is to tell us who we are in Christ to remind us who we are in the kingdom of God and to show us all truth about ourselves. He is our personal guide through life. He knows all the variables. He knows where all the traps are. He knows where all the things that have all the roadblocks in life are, and he knows the way around them. He knows the detours 
but yet so many times we as people forfeit his ministry because we don't want to listen to it. And I'm so glad that God doesn't give up on me just because I don't listen to the Holy Spirit sometimes. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us and to direct us. And yes, Scripture is amazing. Scripture can show you how to live, like how to treat people, like how to follow God and, and what it means to be a believer. But we sometimes need a little more detail than that. Sometimes we need someone to show us exactly how to handle the situation or someone ex to show us exactly if this is the person that I should marry, or if this is a school I need to go to, or if this is where you want me to live, or if, or if this is where I should go, or, or those, those personal details of our life, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us into all truth in that. And so often we forfeit the Spirit's leading in that. And I pray that we can learn to hear the Spirit's leading, that we can understand His leading in all of these things. Before the disciples received the Holy Spirit, um, they had a big decision to make. One of the disciples, uh, Judas, <laughs> had made a big mistake, and uh, he went and hung himself. And, and so now there was this void. They needed to fill this last disciple spot. So they had 11 disciples, they needed 12. And so in that moment, the disciples got together and looked at all the people that were with them, and they said, we need another disciple. We need someone else to take Judas's place. And I don't know about you, but if, if somebody asked me to take Judas's place, I'd be like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to take his place, right? But they said, we need someone to take Judas's place. There has to be 12 disciples. And so they looked at all the people around them and said, okay, it needs to be somebody that's traveled with us, that's seen Jesus, that, that, that knows who Jesus is, someone that has, has been close to us. And so they, they picked these two guys out. And, and they, what they do is they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. And they had to cast lots because they didn't know exactly what to do. They didn't have the Holy Spirit at that moment to show them who was to, supposed to replace them. You see, later, when there was a great controversy in the book of Acts, and, and the apostles are all sitting around doing this counsel because God has now allowed the Gentiles to be part of the believers, and the Holy Spirit has fell on the Gentiles, and they're wondering, how, what do we do with this? These Gentiles don't think like us Jews. They don't eat like us Jews. They're not circumcised. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do about that? You know, what do we do with these Gentiles that are coming in and want to be believers? And so they have this big, huge, uh, I don't know how big it was, but they had this counsel to try and figure out what they're supposed to do about this. And so I can imagine all the arguing and, and, you know, points being made and all the opinions like we have today about things. And, and in that moment, someone stood up. Paul stood up and said, man, this is what God is doing in the Gentiles. This is, he's, his spirit's being poured out. Man, who are we to stop what God is doing? And so this arguing keeps continuing. And then James, the brother of Jesus, stands up and he says, brothers, we shouldn't make it hard for these people to come to faith. And so they lay out these guidelines. Let's just tell them, hey, just don't, don't, don't indulge in the sexual morality. Don't eat meat from strangled animals. Other than that, you know, just, just follow Jesus. And then they send these letters out to the churches, the Gentile believers that are wondering, and, and they're asking, what are we supposed to do? Man, I hope they don't, they don't come back and say, we've got to get circumcised. That's not going to be a fun day. And these letters come back, and 
the apostles open them up and they say, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So that tells me that they were listening to the Holy Spirit's guidance. They now had someone to guide them in those decisions. And we need people, we need the Holy Spirit to guide us in those decisions. But so many times we miss it. We don't hear his voice. And I think it's because we think that the Holy Spirit is just going to tell us in an audible voice, like where we should go, what we should do, or, or that he's going to just speak it into our ears and that we're going to hear it. But that's not usually how the Holy Spirit leads us. And yes, he does lead us that way. Yes, sometimes he does speak audibly to us, but I'm telling you, that's very few and far between. It's usually something a little more internal. It's usually something a little more personal. Because like I said, the Holy Spirit guides us. He leads us. He knows all the pitfalls. He knows all the traps, and he leads us. And so I want to do an illustration today about how he leads us and how he guides us. He doesn't stand from afar saying, go left, go right, don't run into this trap. This is a rat trap because they hurt more than a mouse trap. Let me put it, um, let me see. I got to be safe, you know, we're all trying to be safe here. There we go, that's good, all right. Who can I pick on? Where's Mark? I love you, bro. Come here. All right. It's the 9 a.m. You, you might want to step over here. If he's limping next service, you know what happened. All right, man, come here. So this is how the Holy Spirit guides us. You know, we, we think that he's like, you know, because we're walking through life blind. You didn't have this on your face, did you? No, no, it's all good. I coughed in it a few times. It's all good. We're walking through life blind. You know, I mean, we really are. We try to make the right decisions, but we don't know where to go. And so, Mark, what I, want you to, I want you to take your shoes off because, it, you know, it's not that dangerous with your Converse on. Danger, right? Okay, thank you. You got to untie him and all. Look, he's so polite. I'm just, I'm a kickoff person. But we think the Holy Spirit guides us by telling us, hey, go left, go right, don't, don't run into that. There's a trap up there, don't, don't run into that trap. That's not how the Spirit guides us. The Spirit guides us on a personal way, on a personal level. So what he does is, Mark, I, you do trust me. I wouldn't trust me, okay. All right, so just, just put you, there you go. Just, just hold on to me. That's all you got to do. I'm going to lead you through this minefield, right? So see, just keep up with me. He has a choice right now. He can let go, and he can go his own way. He can, he can try to handle the minefield on his own, but he's probably going to pay for it. And, you know, so many times when we let go of the Holy Spirit and just try to go it ourselves and go it alone, it's not until we fall into the trap. It's not until... It hurts that we realize that we stop letting him lead us. So often, the Holy Spirit is leading us to speak to someone or to do something or go a direction, and we dismiss it, or we're like, I don't know if I like that. And so we don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, and we just go our own way. And then all of a sudden, here we are, 
in pain, wondering what happened, saying, man, maybe next time I'll listen. And so this is how the Holy Spirit guides us. Just keep up with me. I'm not even going to tell you where the traps are, what's, what's even going there. I'm going to make sure you don't step on one. Snap! Just kidding. All right, he made it through the minefield. You take your, don't do that. Don't do that. Does that hurt your feet just looking at it? All right. So that's how the Spirit guides us. It's, it's like we're holding on to him. And we're like, just, just Spirit, lead me where my faith is up borders, right? Let me walk upon the waters wherever you may call me. The Spirit leads us. He guides us in that direction. It's a gentle leading. And all we have to do is just let him just grab his hand and say, Holy Spirit, where are you taking me today? God, I need your leading in this. Sometimes it is like that gentle, come on. Sometimes it's like he grabs on you and he just pushes you. you know, he, he nudges you and, he, and sometimes he's kind of rude about it. You know, people say the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Sometimes he's rude. He's been rude to me a few times, but I needed it at that moment. The Holy Spirit is guiding us and he's directing us and he's leading us and he's showing us where all the things are because he already knows where the traps are. He has already been there ahead of us. He knows where we should go and what we should do. He's taken all the variables and he knows how we should respond and he speaks to us in those things. So now you're like, man, that sounds great. I wish I knew how to listen to the Holy Spirit, but how do I really know if it's the Holy Spirit, or how do I know if it's just me? That's the big question, right? Because so often in my spiritual life and in my walk in faith, I'm like, is this me or is it God? Is the Holy Spirit leading me here or is it just something that I want? And I want to give you a couple pointers on, on how we can know that it's the Holy Spirit. Number one is this. Does it line up with Scripture? If you feel like the Holy Spirit's telling you to do something that's clearly against God's commands and God's Scripture, it's probably not the Holy Spirit. All right? It is probably not. It's, it's probably 99.9% not the Holy Spirit telling you to do that. Because Scripture will never, the Holy Spirit led us to Scripture, right? He wrote it. So why would He contradict it? If it says in Scripture, don't do this or do this, then you need to do it. If you feel like the Holy Spirit's prompting you to go speak to someone about Jesus, you don't need to pray about it. Just do it. That's in Scripture. We are to share our faith. You know, if God's if we feel like the Holy Spirit's leading us to be kind to someone, just be kind. You got to God. Do I need to be kind to this person today? No, just do it. Be kind. He will never contradict Himself. Just follow the Spirit's guiding. Follow the Spirit's leading. He will, it will never contradict spirit. The spirit will never contradict himself. Second thing we can do is ask for confirmation. Man, ask for confirmation. You know, it's okay to ask for confirmation, especially on the big things in life. Some things we just need to do. Other things we need to pray about and ask for confirmation. It's like, God, is this really you? Is this really what you want me to do? Is this something that you're leading me to do? I need confirmation. I need, I need assurance that I'm, but that if I follow you, that if I put my hands on your shoulders and say, God, Spirit, you're going to lead me through this, I need to know that I'm grabbing the right pair of shoulders, that I'm not just doing this going, okay, I'm good. I, I need to know. I need a confirmation. And so confirmation usually comes through another person most of the time. Like someone else will come to you, and they'll give you a word of knowledge. Confirmation 
sometimes is, is peace. Like, I have a super peace about this. Like, even though I know it's going to be hard, even though I know that things may be bad, I have a peace about this. I have this confirmation about this. When Paul was going to go to Jerusalem, everybody's telling Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. They're going to kill you, man. Why are you going to go there? Don't you know what's going to happen to you? And Paul says, I have to go. I must go. The Spirit is leading me to go. And he goes, whatever happens, happens. I just know I need to go. So even though they were telling him not to go, even though they were doing that, Paul knew deep within, man, this is what I needed to do. Those people didn't want Paul to go because they didn't want him to die. But Paul understood the greater purpose than that. And so, so often, we just need that confirmation. We just need to know that's the Holy Spirit. We need confirmation. We need God to show us so we can trust him fully. And he will. He's, he's faithful like that. Third thing we need to do is refer to number one. If it contradicts Scripture, don't go there. Don't go there. Refer to rule number one. And then I want to add a little dot, note, PS on there. Is it relentless? Does it just keep growing and getting stronger? Does this, this, this leading from the Spirit keep telling you to keep doing it? Does it not go away in time? Because so often as people, we can be emotional in the moment people. I mean, I'm like that. It's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast today. I'm going to fast this week. And I get about eight, eight, eight hours in, and I'm like, I'm hungry. Right? And, and so we're led with our emotions so many times. And, and so, so many times it seems like a great idea, and it may be a good thing, but it's not a God thing. And so we need the Holy Spirit's guiding in that. And, and, and so we need to just, is it relent? Do we need to pay attention to what the Spirit's leading in our lives? And so often we're not patient enough to allow the Spirit to confirm it and to move in and to shape it and to help it to be there. And then on the other hand, sometimes we're too impatient and we move ahead of the Holy Spirit. God is setting things up. God is, is moving in that direction. So sometimes he'll put something in your heart and it won't come to fruition for 10, 15, 20 years even. I mean, think about Abraham. <laughs> he had to wait a long time to have kids. Sometimes he'll tell you something. Sometimes he'll take you to the mountaintop and show you something. And it won't be for a set period of time. But it'll keep being there. He'll keep bringing it up. It'll be relentless. It won't shrink back. It'll actually grow and become stronger thinking when we wanted to change the name of the church. We kept praying about it. Like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. I don't know if it's what we need to do. God, I'm not sure the direction we're supposed to go with this. I just want to obey you. I want to do what's right. I don't want it to be what I want, God. I don't want it to be what the leaders of the church is right, God. I just want to be what you want. I want, I want your leading in this. And, and so we were seeking the Spirit's counsel on this, and we were seeking about the name of the church, and I didn't know exactly what to name it, and, and for some of you that know the story, we got time, some of you don't know the story, um, I was on my way to go plant a church. I was getting ready to go plant my own church and, and to move on and, and to, uh, 
I just felt like God was calling me to go pastor a, a church somewhere else, and, and I felt strongly, and, and the, 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 the last senior pastor confirmed that in me. He says, yes, yes, yes. Man, this seems good. This seems good. You need to do this. You need to pursue this. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. And he was helping me in that process, and I was talking to several leaders about that process and trying to put the things in order to do that. And and I just felt like, man, I, this is the church. This is the name of the church. I had the name of the church. I had all the, the governance, all that things, all those things worked out. I'm like, okay, God, let's move forward. But just things wouldn't line up. Like doors would shut every time. I'm like, oh, it's getting so frustrated. Like I had this team of people and they're ready to go and they all bailed on me. And I'm like, okay, this is not working out, God. You, this is what I feel like you really want me to do. And it was, but it, it wasn't what he wanted me to do. And when we came to rename the church, I thought, man, maybe I'll, it'll be the name of the church I was supposed to plant, which was not the name of the church now. I'm like, man, maybe that's it. And so I prayed about it, and I thought about it, and I'm like, that just doesn't seem right. Like, it doesn't seem, it just doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't seem right. And I went with the board, and we talked about it. It just, it just never seemed right, the name that I was going to pick, or that we were going to pick. And then God brought me back to a vision a few years back. I was with a group of pastors, and we were all praying and seeking the Lord on influence and how, what God wants to do in our prospective churches. And we were praying. We are like, God, show us the area of our community that we are to reach. That was our prayer. God, show us the area of the community that you want us to reach. <laughs> and it's so vivid. We were praying. I closed my eyes, and I just said, God, show me where we are to reach as a church. And I was expecting him to like rise me above the church and to see this big area of, of, of Parker County and Weatherford of where he wants us to reach, but he didn't do that. What he did is he brought me straight to a water tower in the middle of a field. And I'm like, what's that? Why am I in this water tower? And at that moment, I'm like, God, are you calling me to the royal ministry? Are you calling me to, to go minister to some farmers out somewhere, you know? I was confused. I didn't understand. And I'm like, God, what? I don't understand. And so I just held on to it. You know, I'm like, all right. I went and told the pastor, like, hey, man, this is what I saw. He's like, hmm. I'm like, I know. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. And so, but it just never went away. It was like always on the underlying thing in my heart. It was always there. And then when we decided to, to, to go ahead and step forward to the name change, and I was praying, this, the water tower kept popping up. The water tower kept popping up. I'm like, that's a stupid name, God. Water Tower Church is, is stupid. I'm like, nobody's going to go to Water Tower Church. And so I'm praying about it, making all these excuses up. And, and I'm like, you know, and, and so I, I start digging around on, on Google, you know, Google's the place to go, and, and I find this other wording for water tower, which is water house. It's like an elevated tank that, that pushes water out with conveyance of pipes, and, and that's what I felt like God was showing me with the water tower years back, is that our influence as a church is not tied to a particular area, like a physical area. It's tied to our influence, and that, that we are simply the holders of His Spirit, and as holders of his spirit, we, we are to allow his spirit to flow out of us into the areas of influence that we're in. 
And, and that's what I felt like that, that tower was showing us. And, and when we came up with the name Waterhouse Church, it just seemed right. It just seemed right to the Holy Spirit and to us. And I was afraid. I mean, I'm going to be honest. The, the day we came up and voted for the name change, I'm like, man, people aren't going to buy into it. People aren't going to like it. You know, and we're changing the governance up of the church. We felt like this is what God wants us to do. I mean, God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm walking into this. But I'm just holding on to the Holy Spirit saying, just guide me through this. Guide us through this. And it passed. And here we are today. And Shortly after that, I found out that they're building a water tower right across the street. And all of my fear and all my anxiety and all the things that I was asking God, God, is this really you? Is this really what you want me to do? I need confirmation. I need confirmation, God. Like, I didn't know that was going to be built right there. Nobody knew that was going to be built right there. But somebody who had gone ahead of me knew that that tower was going to be right there in the middle of that field. He was telling me about the future before I even got there, leading me and guiding us as a church. You can't make that stuff up. That is not a coincidence. I laugh every time I drive by there. My God, am I that stupid and am I that stubborn? But you got to put a huge water tower to remind me to follow you. Yes, I am. That's how the Spirit works in our life. And it's the most joyful thing you can do is to follow the Spirit. It's the most terrifying thing that you'll ever do is to follow the Spirit. But I pray that we can all learn to follow the Spirit where our faith is without borders. Amen. I mean, Christian, if you can come play. This morning... What do you need the Spirit to lead you in? Man, what is that thing you've been praying about and asking God for guidance about? And, man, you just, you're just not sure. You keep praying, and it's, it keeps popping up. It keeps bubbling up, and you're like, man, God, it's scary. I'm frightened. I, I don't know if, if I step into this, if I grab onto your shoulders and let you lead me, if, if it's going to work out. Maybe you just need some confirmation this morning. Maybe this message is your confirmation this morning. We want to pray with you this morning. And so what I'm going to ask is I'm going to ask our prayer team to come up. And, and this is how it's going to look if you come up for prayer. They're going to be um, wearing masks, and they're going to, we're going to do our part. And we want to pray with you. We just want to ask God to give you some confirmation this morning. What do you need the Spirit to guide you in this morning? Man, maybe you just need to know that people care about you. Maybe you need to know that people love you. We love you. This church loves you. You are a part of our family. We want to be here for you. So maybe you need prayer for guidance. Maybe you just need prayer, period. For healing, for health. Maybe you're afraid at this moment. We want to pray with you. We want to ask the Father to lead you. Maybe today you've never given your life to Christ and you're like, man, Today, I just, I knew that Christ is real. I knew that he's real. I know that he wants what's best for me. And I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And, and today, I want to take that step and make Jesus the Lord of my life. We want to pray with you about that as well.
Maybe you've never heard of the Holy Spirit and you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life today. We want to pray with you about that as well. So whatever you need prayer for this morning, we're just going to take some time this morning and pray. We don't want to be in a rush. We're going to let God be God in this moment, if that's okay. So he's going to lead us in a song. If you just need prayer for anything at all, please come up. We want to pray with you. Thank you. Father God, I thank you for those that are coming up. Right now for prayer, God, I thank you, God, that you would draw every person that needs prayer, Holy Spirit, right now. Draw them up to get prayed for. And God, I pray that you would meet them in a powerful way. Lord, I thank you for this message this morning. God, I thank you for your spirit that guides us and directs us and leads us into all truth. And Lord, I pray right now that we would follow your truth in our lives. In Jesus' name.